Hello everyone and welcome back to my channel as we continue the magical journey of worldwide fairies. We are now on the Afrique. There are variations of the spelling where there's two F's or one F. Afrique was a water nymph of Scottish law. Her name may have originated from the Ifbrek, a name from ancient Brittany. It is possibly originally Aethbrek was the name of a Scottish river goddess who was demoted to nymph through the introduction of Christianity, thereby renamed Afrique. Afreda, and there is variations of that spelling too, some even spelling it Alfred. But it's an Arabic word meaning elf counsellor or elf power. African fairy law. The Fae of Africa consists of ancestral spirits, elves, dwarf-like men, goblins, nature spirits, and seasonal fairies. Fairings are found quite frequently in the grasslands of western re regions of southern Africa. An interesting event, these rings are usually only found in northern Europe. Like their European counterparts, the scientists are uncertain what causes these rings, but the old tradition of the Himba people in the Kunen region claim the rings are created by the local nature spirits. Also similar to the European fairy traditions in the habit of African elves appearing to children and playing with them, just like their cousins to the far north. As soon as an adult nears, they vanish. Nature spirits in African law consist of two varieties, sky and the numerous earth spirits. In general, these spirits tend to have the ability to take various animal forms. Identified with natural locations and forces of nature, these fairy spirits have personalities and are considered to be intelligent, invisible beings. Although some nature spirits were said to have been created by God, others are the spirits of those people who lived a very long time ago, too far in the past to be considered ancestral spirits. Nature spirits commonly have the ability to propagate and reproduce more of their own kind. Powerful spirits have authority and dominion over less powerful spirits. Generally, nature spirits are not offered sacrifices or prayer, but rather left to reside in legends, myths and stories. Some examples of African fae include Asamubai, Tokoloshes and the Yumbos. The Agenip, the mare who destroys mercifully, was a Krini, a subspecies of Nyad. The nymph of Mount Helicon in Boeotia, central Greece, according to the mythology of classical Greece and Rome, her name described both the fountain she occupied and the Nyad who lived in it. The fountain was created by the hooves of Pegasus and was associated with the Muses. The fountain itself was said to be in the ancient Greek city of Boeotia, near the Thespia River, located at the base of Mount Helicon. These waters were considered sacred to the conical muses. Aganip, a daughter of the river god, Temesus, gave the gift of poetic inspiration to anyone who drank from the well. The Agave of the Agu, illustrious, the sea nymph, one of the named Nerid, a nymph of the boisterous waves in classical Greek mythology, she was born of Nereus and Doris. Hesiod refers to her as the fair-cheeked, 
She was the mother of Pantheus, a king of Thebes, as well as one of the named Nerid, who accompanied Thetis in mourning the loss of her son Achilles. Interesting indeed. Aglofem, also known as Aglope, in classical Greek mythology, meaning illustrious of voice, one of the named Sirens, a type of injurious nymph born the offspring of ancient sea god. Horses, half bird and half woman, she and her sisters would perch on the rocky Sicilian coastline, lure sailors in with their melodious song. Once caught, their prey were eaten alive. Although they hunted along the coastline of Aglafram, and her sisters lived inland in the meadow. The Aglafronus, a uh, lovely voice it means, again one of the named Sirens, a malicious nymph, born the offspring of the ancient sea god Forsy. Half bird, half woman. She and her sisters would perch on the rocky Sicilian coastline, lure the sailor in, and eat them alive. <laughs> Aglorides. So, Aglorides, children of Aglorus, was the collective name for the three daughters of Aglorus, a nymph, and Cercrops, a snake spirit, who was also the first king of Athens. The eldest daughter was named after her mother, Aglorus, dweller on land. Hersey, Dufon, was a middle daughter, and Pandrosus, all bedewed, the youngest. Since the oldest daughter was named after her mother, this tells researchers she was born before the ancient Greek city of Athens was dedicated to the goddess Athena. Subsequent to that time, children were named after their father. According to legend, Cercrops was devoted to Athena and had his daughters attend her shrine. The goddess entrusted into their care a large chest, asking them to protect it but forbid them to ever open it or look within. For a while, the half-nymph sisters did as they were told, but eventually, as does with most people, curiosity got the better of them. Aglorus and Hersey opened the chest and looked within. Sources vary as to what they saw. Some claim it was a large snake. Some say it was an infant child, guarded by a snake, while others say it was a Snake-child hybrid, similar to Hydra. No matter what it was they saw, the two sisters were instantly driven insane by the sight and jumped from a rock to their death. Later, the location they leapt from would become the location of Acropolis. The Aglulik, nature spirit from Inuit mythology. Aglulik lived under the ice. When properly prayed to, he would give his assistance to fishermen and lead hunters to seal holes to ensure a catch. Aguene. The Aguene or Aguene were a type of female fairy or nature spirit found in the Australian Alps in northern Italy near the Slovenian border. They live in the hills and in the rivers and streams that cross them. These fae are said to be very beautiful with long, luxurious hair and large breasts. But some sources say they also have either the feet of a goat or those of a horse. Expert shapeshifters, the Aguene, act as protectors of mountain streams and rivers, much like the subspecies of nymph known as the Napae. Before entering into a body of water, it's advised to ask for their permission, as the Aguene have been known to eat trespassers. In spite of their harsh treatment of intruders, the Aguene are said to be fond of children and will carry them safely across the water. A Gwen or a Gwenni were said to be able to successfully mate with the 
Sylvanae there, producing offspring known as Savinini. The Agun Kuguza. Usually invisible, Agun Kuguza means dying house old man, was a fairy spirit from the folklore of Mali people in what was once eastern Russia. Living in buildings used for drying and storing grain, this fairy, if not offered the sacrifice of a small animal each autumn, would absolutely ruin the harvest, and the remains of the sacrifice were buried under the building to ensure this did not happen. The Ahermanabad, city of principal evil. In Persian law, the fairy metropolis of Ahermanabad was peopled by the dead. This was a location of King Ashenk's enchanted castle. Not sure if I'm pronouncing that right. It's very hard to pronounce. The Ahihatrab. This is the name of a mischievous spirit from Muslim Torah law. Ahihatrab lived just below the surface of the Sahara Desert, seldom seen in their true form. They would manifest a small whirling column of sand. The Hahiyatrab caused many problems for the nomadic people of the desert, including drinking and also drying, causing camels to trip. So the next one is Ai from a river, great-grandfather. One of the many dwarfs named in the Vuluspa. The first and best-known poem of the poetic Edda, a collection of Old Norse poems dating back to about AD 985. Eia, classical Greek mythology. Eia was the nymph of the town of Eia or Kolos, which was located near Caucasus Mountains. She was loved by the river god Phasis. Of course, we're not going to do Ain because we've already done Ain. The Eabel, also known as Eabehel and Hyabohel, fire or radiance, or the Eabin. Beautiful or happy. She's an Irish earth goddess, fairy queen of North Munster. Most beautiful. She was the banshee to the O'Briens and the Dalcassans families. May also have been a guardian of the Irish sovereignty, as it was said before the Battle of Quantarf in 1014, she appeared to the High King Brian Boru. Not only did she warn him of his death, but also advised as to which of his children should rule after him. Abel owned a golden harp and was such a skilful harpist if a human should ever happen to hear her playing upon it, they would soon die. In addition to her harp, she also owned the cloak of darkness. It rendered the wearer invisible. Abel's palace, Craigieville, Craigrock, was located two miles of Kilelo in a deep and wooded valley. All the trees of this valley have long since been felled and without them she would not reside there. However, the well named for her, Tobereville, Abel's well, still springs from the mountainside. Now there's another one as well that's Abel, which is a little bit different. Some means fire or radiance. Irish mythology is a fairy queen of Connacht. Lusty and powerful fairy king was Connacht. Mangan shapeshifted himself into the likeness of her husband. In order to spend the night of passion with her, Abel possessed a magical harp. To hear its music was a death omen. Abel's personal rival was fairy queen, Clinna, who transformed her into a white cat. 
for the use of a magical spell. Hibhig, in Irish mythology, an original ancient goddess of fire later demoted to the status and position of fairy queen, the Donegal, after the introduction of Christianity. She was worshipped at the well of fire, whose water was said to cure toothaches if the petitioner left a white stone at the location. The Aecha Candida. Aecha Candida was a female water gin from the folklore of Morocco. She lived along the banks of the river Cebu and could also be found in Sultan's palace grounds, married to a frit, Hamu. Aicha Candida took appearance of a dazzling, beautiful woman who approached men who travelled alone. Aisha Candida would call to him by name and give chase if he should run. She hated mankind and if she caught her victims, she would drag them into a water grave and consume him there. There have been a few stories of men able to sexually gratify her, and in doing so, she released them, laden down with many, many gifts. And that's our next set of the Worldwide Fairies. Some very interesting ones indeed. Please hit that like, share if you can, and also do consider subscribing. Many blessings.